Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie Uncensored. We have officially moved to Patreon. Here's a sneak peek of Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie. Come on, bitch, 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 let's go. All right, so you guys know I'm obsessed with Taylor Swift's love life, right? Because I just love that she drops Easter eggs. She's a girl after my own heart. I do that too. As you guys know, I hide secret meanings and tons of things I say, my music, my symbols I use on my Instagram, everything. And I often will allude to things that I know for a fact are true, but I can't say it. And and I hide them or bury them in certain ways in my content. So I really appreciate that Taylor Swift does the same thing, which is why I enjoy covering her so much. Now, you'll remember that I did an episode where I did a deep dive of Matt Healy and Taylor Swift when they were dating, and they were dating all the way back from January, and then they broke up, I think it was in May, and then they announced it on June 5th, 2023 through their actions, and it got leaked to the press and all of that. So they were no more. And then what happens is Taylor seems to be single July, August, and September, And, you know, probably flirting with some guys that we don't know about. But all of a sudden back, I don't know when it was, maybe a month ago, she starts to take an interest in Travis Kelsey. Now, there's something that I'm not sure everybody is aware of, but Kelsey's brother is also a professional football player. And he works for the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, which, by the way, is Taylor Swift's favorite team. And I would say that it isn't such a stretch to imagine that potentially she may have met some of the players of the Eagles in her, you know, being a fan of the team and whatnot. And I wouldn't be surprised if potentially this is how she comes to find out about Travis Kelsey, because it's possible that his brother, his older brother, which by the way, his name is Jason Kelsey, might have dropped the hint that Travis Kelsey was a Swifty. (laughs) Just saying. So anyway, but we find out a different version of the story, which is that Travis Kelsey goes to a Taylor Swift concert hoping to meet her. This is what he said on his podcast. He even makes a friendship bracelet with his number on it, which is so cute. And wants to give it to her and it fails. He can't give it to her. This is what he he says. Now, I'm sure that he probably somehow got the friendship bracelet to her. But I just want to call out something. First of all, a lot of people aren't also aware that Taylor Swift is 5'11". She is really, really tall. Okay. And Travis Kelsey is six foot five. So he is the perfect height. Like somebody 6'2 to 6'5 is the perfect height for Taylor Swift. Because frankly, she's going to be towering over most men or she's going to be just slightly shorter than them. And if you're a girl and you've ever dated a guy that's bigger than you, you know how hot that is. It's like instant chemistry. This is hot. That's hot. That's hot. This is really hot. I think that Travis Kelsey is the Goldilocks belt of height for Taylor Swift. And I think that has to turn around. I have some friends that are tall and they don't like to date short guys or guys their height. And they tell me their biggest problem is meeting men 
that are tall enough that they feel like they're compatible with them physically. So I was like, okay, this is like a home run. I totally get the attraction. Touchdown! Or maybe I should have said a touchdown. <laughs> so it makes sense as to why the crowd gossip is reporting that, you know, in Missouri, they were at Prime Social following the game that she attended last Saturday, September 23rd. She famously shows up in his box with his mom and his high school friends. And by the way, he plays for the Kansas City, Missouri Chiefs. Taylor surprises everybody. She shows up. She's super down to earth. Everybody says great things about her. She's hanging out with Travis's high school friends and his mom was there. And I think his agent was there and his publicity people that he knows were there uh, that maybe used to work for the the team back in the day. And after this game is done, he leaves with Taylor. They're definitely uh, planned some Easter egg hints, which means she wanted to be seen and she wanted the fans to know that she's like kind of endorsing this very new relationship. And by relationship, I mean, they're obviously just starting a date. He uses language in his podcast. Like we slipped out the back after the game to our getaway car, which is a shout out to one of her famous songs. She's wearing, I think, uh, her red lipstick that's like her signature lipstick, which maybe was symbolic. I think he was wearing some sort of tie-dye outfit, which was a shout-out to her album, 1989. So again, we're seeing all these great like Easter eggs. <laughs> She's prearranged with him somehow to drop. And I think that this was pretty approved by her team on what they were going to do and this kind of concept of cross pollinating the two fan bases. So we've got the Swifties and then we've got these diehard NFL fans. Uh, it's such a great merging of two huge team like fan bases because Taylor has a very similar audience to Housewives, very team spirit, right? Team Teresa Judice, team Melissa Gorga. I mean, you get the parallels. So there's a lot of power when you merge these types of fan bases together. And I think her team for once was like, this could be a really positive merger, you know, even if we're just dating and see where it goes, it's a good one for you to let out of the bag, in other words. I mean, the guy has won two Super Bowls under the Chiefs, so he's great, right? That's a pretty big thing to say. He's got, if you look at his career highlights and awards, I mean, he he's a phenomenal player. And he's really cute and very charismatic. He even does a podcast with his brother, which I mentioned earlier. Let me play you a piece of the podcast that he did with his brother. By the way, this is going to help his podcast. <laughs> Just saying a lot. How's it feel that uh, Taylor Swift has finally put you on the map? <laughs> I just thought it was awesome how everybody in the suite had nothing but great things to say about her. She looked amazing. Everybody was talking about her in great light. And on top of that, the day went perfect for Chiefs fans, of course. We scripted it all, ladies and gentlemen. But um, <laughs> to see the slow motion chest bumps, to see the high fives with mom, to see how, you know, Chiefs Kingdom was all excited that she was there, that was absolutely hysterical. It was definitely a game I'll remember, that's for damn sure. And then we just slid off in the getaway car at the end. I mean, everybody's talking about it. Everyone. Bill Belichick, he... 
made sure to remind me that that's the best catch I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Dude. And then you got Coach Reed telling everybody he's Cupid. Is there any truth to this? Ah. I don't, I don't even know how to answer that. I know that he had met the Swift family before, so I don't know. He could have been uh, in the background the whole time. Dude, Coach Reed playing matchmaker? Who knew Cupid was so big? <laughs> Shout out to Taylor for coming through and seeing me rock the stage. What he said just there may have actually had another Easter egg in it. And I'm going to tell you about it later for you to decide for yourself. Coach Reed, by the way, is the coach for the Chiefs. So we've got a few ties to a Taylor introduction. His brother, who you hear on the show with him, from the Eagles. You've got Coach Reed, who knows the Swift parents, and he's the coach of the Chiefs. You know, so we got a few possible matchmakers in the mix here. And then there's the NFL itself, because as of Friday, September 29th, a promo dropped, which seemed to integrate Taylor into it with her music, which was official. So it's almost like the NFL is promoting this relationship between Travis and Taylor, which may mean it's a stunt, or it may mean that they're just piggybacking off a really lucky new relationship that helps, again, all these cross-pollination, gung-ho, really ecstatic fans, which creates revenue for everyone. Now, he did go on and say, listen, so far, I myself have brought this into my podcast a few times, telling you Taylor Swift stories and all that, and I want you to know that I'm going to go private now about her going forward and revert back to just covering sports on my show, (laughs) okay? So that actually led me to believe that, yes, indeed, they are now gone from the sort of stunt phase to seeing if this could be something. So anyway, she goes to the game that Saturday. They finish up. The mom and all of his friends end up taking, I guess, a party bus to this prime social place. And Taylor is there. She's partying uh, with everybody else. She's drunk. She's dancing. She was really relaxed. Everybody was on their best behavior. Nobody leaking video, etc. She allegedly stayed at Prime Social till 2 a.m. and then she left and went to his house to continue the party. Nobody knows from there if she stayed the night or if she left and went to a hotel or something. She's kind of goes off a cliff after that 2 a.m. drop off. Uh, then the next day she's seen socializing with him again. And so she's all over Missouri, like doing things with him. And then I think she continues to have this type of tour slash dates with him until the 26th when she leaves on Tuesday. So one of the things that really impressed Travis was the video footage of Taylor Swift chest bumping some guy. I think he was in a blue polo. Well, the crowd gossip people said that that was his agent. So that's who Taylor was chest bumping with, Travis's sports agent, which makes sense because you would be really comfortable with an agent, (laughs) right? Because they're used to dealing with celebrities. So you can trust them to a degree. 
Anyway, another thing that happened was Dumois posted a bunch of notes that she had been sent. They were like bubbly with hearts. They kind of look like something you'd see in the movie Clueless or Mean Girls. And they were about football players on the team. And they seemed to be almost like uh, cheating notes about the chief team. I was looking at the comments because I was like, what the hell are these? And I saw that Travis Kelsey's publicist had commented under that these were not Taylor Swift's notes. And she knew that because she was TK's publicist. So Dumois went on to clarify that those notes were actually sent to her because someone at the prime social party found them on a couch, took a photo of them and sent them into Dumois as like, I don't know, a prop from the evening. But there was no connection between that note in Taylor Swift. So I don't know. All I can tell you is it's possible that if Taylor Swift's publicity person happened to be there, that she might have made notes of who people were at the event or the party. So she didn't forget in case she needed it for PR purposes. But this bubbly writing, uh, clueless meets mean girl note looking thing, really there's no ties to Taylor, except it happened to be left at a party she attended to. And it was about the Chiefs team and their football players. So that's that. Here's the drum roll. What do I think about Travis Kelsey? Well, I think that Travis Kelsey is a player. And I believe this because he was on that reality series Catching Kelsey back in 2016. And he was supposed to date 49 women at the same time from 50 states to decide who was going to be the love of his life. My name is Travis. Travis Kelsey. I'm a professional football player for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm looking for love. I'm getting the opportunity to date 50 beautiful women from this God-loving country. When I'm off the field, I am still in the spotlight. I need a woman that will fit into all aspects of my life, that can get along with my teammates and their wives. So I'm trying a whole new game plan. This offseason, I have moved out west to Los Angeles in hopes of finding that one special girl. And out of that came a girl, a very sexy girl at that, named Maya Benberry. And she ends up winning his affection and love but I guess he cheated on her a bunch of times. And so she's been sort of like, don't go for him, Taylor Swift. Once a cheater, always a cheater. And by the way, the girl that he cheated with was a newscaster that he met. And so he had seen this girl, Maya, for a few months. And then she started falling for the sports broadcaster, Kayla Nicole. And I guess started messing around with her before he was out of the relationship with Maya. And then when it blew up, he ended up just switch hitting over to Kayla Nicole. But of course... Once a cheater, always a cheater is most of the time true. And Kayla Nicole ends up getting cheated on by him also. How? Well, she's dating him on and off from 2017 to 2022. Remember, Maya's 2016. And so during this 2017 to 2022, uh, he's cheating on her as well. And she actually alleged uh, infidelity also was the reason that she breaks up with him back in 2020. But they get back together. He probably apologizes for cheating and they end up staying together until 2022. 
Okay, then this last year he was supposedly seeing a WNBA woman named Sophie Cunningham who's also out of Missouri. So I don't know what happened with that one. Do you guys remember back when Ramona Singer was on the show with Travis Kelsey on Watch What Happens Live and Andy asked him what his deal breakers were? for dating listen to this started a dating show i want to get a little preview of how it might go with the help of a noted single lady ramona here's what travis ramona has some questions about what your dating deal breakers might be okay ramona all right you ready so is it a deal breaker if a girl won't sleep with you after the third date the third date, I feel like that's like the, that's the breaker right there. So that's it, right. Three, three dates, it's like. If you like, have sex the third date, that that's it? I mean, I, mean, I don't want to say a deal breaker, but I mean, it's like. It's like it, what did you want to Put some questions in there. <laughs> okay. Very, very classy gentleman. I, I didn't say you weren't. Those, though, first, but... those first two dates are top of the line dates. Is it a deal breaker if a girl has fake boobs? I don't think so. I mean, um, as long as she's comfortable and very confident in what she's, what she looks like and uh, and how she looks, I mean, I'm uh, I'm all for it. I like that answer. Of course, yeah. I'm for scared. Yeah. Oh, this is like a. T- uh, I'm a little embarrassed to ask this question, but I'm going to ask it because my daughter's here. But okay, is it a deal breaker if a girl if a girl doesn't like to give oral sex? Ah, sounds like a deal deal breaker to me. <laughs> I think it might be. I agree. Okay. Um. Is it a deal breaker if a girl's obsessed with taking selfies? Uh, yeah, that's definitely a deal breaker. That's uh, that's too much. You can't be just snapping all all yes. day just just yes. taking selfies. It's no good. Now, let's just say that Travis Kelsey's type is every type of women. He's dated beautiful black women. He's dated beautiful Spanish women. He's dated Sophie Cunningham, who's a beautiful white blonde girl that looks like Taylor Swift, if you a little bit. So, I mean, he really does have no type, which is interesting. Taylor Swift uh, was seen wearing a necklace with his birthstone. Some of the fans said, ooh, could it belong or be a shout out to Travis Kelsey? I don't know, but that was something people seemed to notice and wanted to tie to them. But then people did a lip analysis of her in the box and she's talking to one of the guys in there and she says i think he's cute but i don't want to date him no i'm not doing this that's what the lip sync people think now some fans said listen she's definitely saying i think he's cute and she is i watched the video like 10 times she's definitely saying i think he's cute but after that she's saying something like I don't really know him or I'm not going to date him or something like that. You know, that part was really hard to read. So just to be fair. And then there was a Dear Media podcast that he appeared on and he's asked dating deal breakers again and listen to his response. It doesn't really sound like Taylor Swift. Deal breakers for you when it comes to dating. You have to be grounded. You have to have some sort of like uh, just a balanced lifestyle. Exactly. High maintenance, yeah. I'm, I'm out the door. I've, I've never been a part of that. My mother is an absolute angel, so I kind of base everybody's, you know, in a significant other based off of, you know, how kind-hearted and how sweet my mother is. Oh. So you got to have some, like, some sort of, uh, I don't know, just sweetness to you. But I don't know, if you're arrogant or you think you're, you know, snooty or just higher or above people, um, that's the biggest turnoff for me. 
Well, and what's weird is when I listened to him on his podcast, he made sure to call out that Taylor Swift seemed so down to earth and she was hanging out with everybody and all of his family and friends that were there spoke so highly about her and how nice and beautiful she was in person. And I think that was an Easter egg because from this, you can see that he values that hugely. And the fact that that was one of the main things he called out on his show says that's he's going to try to date Taylor. Anyway, my take on all this is it's not going to last. I think that they're going to date and have some fun together, but I don't think this is long-term. Honest to gosh, I went to the Kentucky Derby. You can Google Dana Wilkie at the Kentucky Derby. I've only gone once. I, I went so big that I never had to go back again. It was it was so epic. I ended up going with uh, a group of people. I went with uh, Ace Young from American Idol and his girlfriend, Diana DeGarmo, who was also on American Idol. <laughs> they ended up getting married shortly after this Kentucky Derby trip, actually. So it was around 2013. Uh, last I checked, they're still married and living in Nashville. That's a epic love story coming out of American Idol. They were this, they're so sweet, by the way. Oh my gosh. I love, I loved Ace and his brother and Diana also a gem. But anyway, we all ended up going to the Derby together. I was on Housewives, so I got the celebrity treatment, which was really fun. And he got the American Idol treatment. And my friend was a horse owner in the Kentucky Derby, and his horse won the year before. So we were like a power group going to the Derby that year. It was a pretty epic experience in my life. And I was like, I'm never going back because I can't beat this. <laughs> and uh, we did balls. And we went and saw celebrities perform at places, you know, in the town in Kentucky. And that was really cool. There's like, you know, secret surprise performances. I think Nick Cannon did one. It was really neat. And um, we get to this special room, which you do after you do all the red carpets. And the room is uh, all the celebrities. And most of the celebrities at the Kentucky Derby were NFL guys that were, you know, hot at the time, big players in the NFL. And, you know, the owners of the horses running in the races got tables and they would call them the owner tables. And so we were sitting at my friend's owner table and we had an amazing view because he won the year before. It was like ridiculous. So, uh, but behind me was a table full of NFL players who were all so young in their, I don't know, mid twenties, early thirties. And they were all sitting together. And it turns out that the, these NFL players had a, a few of them would get houses in Malibu in California and they would all live together during off season and like party together and kind of roommate and do this thing. And then they'd go back to wherever they were doing their sports for their teams and they would be there during the season. I just didn't realize how small a world it was. You know, these guys don't just hang out with their team members. They do, but they have friends that they known for years that are in the football circuit and they sometimes will go and just like literally hang out in a whole different place with all of their friends that are on different teams. 
like a lot of cross pollination. And I started talking to a few of them and I was young enough that they hit on me and they were trying to get me. I lived in Malibu at the time and they were trying to get me to come up to their house. And there was like, I don't know, like three of the guys living in the house. They weren't doing it because of money. They were doing it because it was more fun for them to all live together and probably be players. And I never went. He, they, the two of the guys that were living together kept trying to get me to come over and like just party with them and hang out and stuff. And I just kept saying, I can't go because I just know you guys are trouble. I just know it. I was like, you're hot. You're NFL. You're Scott Danger with like a neon sign on your forehead. I'm going to go. You guys, one of you are going to seduce me. I'm going to regret it. You're going to like break my heart. I'm like already down the road. I was like, I'm not ever coming over there. And we stayed in touch. We just texted for a while. And then they finally realized I was serious. Like I, you know, because I became smart enough in LA to just go, don't even go down that path. Because it's just going to end up in self-destruction, okay? Because you get seasoned enough when you're there for 22 plus years. You know, you see a guy and you're like, oh, that one? Uh-uh. You know, everyone's like, no, but he's he's Elon Musk. He's this, he's that, he, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you're like, oh, yeah. But he's broken. He's evil. He's going to, for fun, just try to screw me. He's going to be damaged goods. He's going to throw myself on the street. Like, anyway... So I, I learned that it was a very player-driven industry. It was like, wow, I don't even know the girls can keep up with these types of guys. So this guy, I think, is on his best behavior because it's Taylor Swift, and he sees how important she is. Obviously, she's very unique and successful, and there's not a lot of her around. So he's going to give it a shot for sure. But I do have a feeling that it isn't going to work out based on my experience with just a handful of the NFL guys. They're just always getting pulled in a million directions from their family, from their football friends, from just the media and everything. It's really hard to land one's attention for very long. I don't know. I have a whole respect for women that actually marry their NFL guys. That's like a next level league. And believe me, I, I was around some serious players, okay, for me to be intimidated saying something. All right, so now I thought we would move into some housewives fun. I have some secrets. Yes, some secrets I'm going to share, and they are going to shock you. So get ready. They're about Real Housewives of Orange County and Real Housewives of Salt Lake City today. And of course, we have many Beef of the Weeks. So let me give you a new segment sound effect. For the full scoop, join the Dishing Drama Dana Patreon. The link is in this audio description. It's only $6 a month and you'll get the best information and tea about the things you care about and even the things you don't know you care about. What are you waiting for?